And this is why the UX and CRO teams sometimes find themselves at odds because the CRO team is saying, hey, we need to be really diligent. We need to use statistics-driven principles to analyze these ideas. And the UX teams are saying, hey, you're boxing me into a corner. I want to be innovative. I want to help push this brand forward in an innovative way. That's what this company wants to do. Um, how do we work together? Hello, everyone. Get ready to dive into the world of marketing and business strategies with an episode that will blow your mind. Our guest today is the renowned marketing and CRO consultant, Sam Baker. She's here to share some amazing insights on how you can balance innovation with optimization in your CRO program. This episode was originally a webinar and we've transformed it into a captivating video podcast. You'll get to see Sam in action as she refers to a presentation, giving you a front row seat to an exclusive masterclass. Also, if you don't want to miss out on a single episode of VWO Podcast, make sure to hit that follow button and stay up to date with our wonderful content. So without any further delay, let's get right into it and know more about the importance of balancing innovation with optimization. So why are we talking about innovation anyway? Um, and this is a question I've been asking myself quite a bit in the last year. And the reason for that is, you know, um, we've seen so much change in all in every single industry in the past couple of years. And companies are really being forced to innovate more than they ever have in the process. Um, but I think that that's posed some problems for the CRO space. And so I've been asking myself quite a bit, how do we balance that innovation and conversion rate optimization so that they can work together instead of against one another? Innovation is among, among the top five priorities for 96% of companies. However, 57% of companies say that it's a struggle to foster an internal culture of experimentation and innovation. And that's why this topic is so important to me. So I want to start out with a fictional story about innovation, but I am curious that anybody on the call has had any experience with something like this. There's somebody in your organization who has a great innovative idea. So they, they start off with this, this website page and they're like, I know how to make that better. So they change the main elements on the page, and then they change the functionality of the sidebar. They completely get rid of the search bar, and then they start sending people to different parts of the website from that page that were never accessed before. So now we have the original version and the new version. And I think we all know what happens is now that innovator comes to the CRO team and says, this is what I want to do. How do we test it? And this is pretty much what the CRO team looks like. If you've ever been there, you can probably relate. And that's because there are three things you learn early as a conversion rate optimizer. And that's that every experiment must only test a single variable, that we must have enough site traffic to see significant changes within a reasonable amount of time, and setting up a test must be technically possible. Three simple things. However, this is the original and this is the new. And now you're faced with either helping that innovator test his idea or say no. 
And I think there's a big problem with the test everything mentality here. And that innovative ideas tend to be multivariable, difficult to A-B test, and often lack, lack a true control experience. So as optimizers, are we just saying, no, we aren't testing this? Or is there a way to use our effort to inspire innovation and ultimately analyze those innovative ideas in a data-driven way? I just want to reiterate that trying to find meaning from a multivariable, low-traffic, controlless test is extremely frustrating. Um, and that's why I think we need to make sure that we're expanding CRO so that we're able to help our partners be innovative and um, really set the parameters around those test ideas. And this is why the UX and CRO teams sometimes find themselves at odds, because the CRO team is saying, hey, we need to be really diligent. We need to use statistics-driven principles to analyze these ideas. And the UX teams are saying, hey, you're boxing me into a corner. I want to be innovative. I want to help push this brand forward in an innovative way. That's what this company wants to do. Um, how do we work together? The problem is that 82% of organizations run innovative innovation in the same way they would go about achieving any incremental performance gain. I think this statistic was extremely, it was extremely telling for me, but not surprising. And the reason for that is um, everything that I just highlighted here with this um, fictional story is the, the problems are really because we're trying to run our tests, our innovation tests in the same way we would run an, uh, any optimization. So how do we make sure that this guy's innovative idea has a sound analytic strategy to support it? And I'm going to give you three ways that you can make sure that you as a conversion rate optimizer is also um, able to test innovative ideas and move the business forward without bottlenecking the business. And the first step here is committing to a testing roadmap. Innovation should start with insights from the CRO program. And testing allows us to get to know our customers on a deeper level through data. But we need to have a consistent testing roadmap in order to do that. So if we're consistently testing, we are building up our insights. By the time we're talking about innovating, it's, it's coming natural to us because we have this backlog of insights that can help drive those ideas. So how do you do this? The first step is test, test, test. We should be testing as much as possible. Um, I once heard somebody say that if you weren't testing the traffic there on your site, the, the traffic that's on your site right now, you're losing that traffic forever. So that's really a lost a lost insight for you. So the goal here is to make sure that you're constantly testing every, every user that's coming to your site to gain additional insights. The second is to build a results repository that can be referenced when new ideas are needed. So now when somebody is coming with a new innovative idea, you have data to either support or support that idea or 
uh, give a reason that that idea likely won't work for your customers. And then commit to finding at least one customer insight from each test. And this is where I see really, I see good uh, testing programs become amazing testing programs. If you're reading your test results as win versus loss, you are not getting all of the value that you can from every single test. You should have at least one insight from every single test you run and learn at least one new thing about your customer outside of this feature works versus this feature does not work. 54% of innovating organizations have trouble bridging the gap between innovation strategy and the larger business strategy. And I want to highlight this by telling you about how a services site that I worked with used consistent testing to support innovation. So this company had a C-suite push for innovation. In fact, a, a pretty regular C-suite push for innovation. What tended to happen was conversion rates would drop and then an executive would come to the digital team and say, hey, we need to innovate. Something's happening. We're not growing fast enough. We need innovative ideas right now. And this was their historic approach to that. They would, the executive would push for that innovation. Other projects would go on hold competitive research would be sped up. We'd, we'd rush all of the analysis to come up with these ideas and ultimately launch with something that we weren't, they weren't really sure if it would work or not. We'd really be hitting that panic button and trying to launch with something as quickly as possible. So instead, uh, the next time this happened and ahead of the next time this happened, we developed a strategy so that we would have a way to address that panic before it happened. Um, and the way we did that was we developed quarterly alignment on business goals. So getting the CRO team was uh, in lockstep with the executive team on business goals. What that first allowed them to do was come up with a testing roadmap that a that uh, fed up into those goals, which was great. So they were executing test ideas that supported business goals right from the get-go. And then they analyzed and developed insights based on those tests and documented the results and iterated on the learnings. So developing this process that constantly fed new ideas that supported business goals into a testing roadmap and then into insights allowed the organization to constantly be either innovating or developing learnings that would help them innovate down the road. And that's where iterative testing really comes in and can be very powerful. Because if you're developing an insight from every test that you run, and then you're iterating on those test ideas, you're creating a culture of innovation that is constant rather than that panic, that CEO coming in and saying, hey, we need to do something. We have a plan that we're constantly, that's constantly in place through testing. So what this looks like now, there's a results repository filled with meaningful, actionable insights. And if you've ever had a results repository before, Maybe it's worked and maybe it hasn't for you in the past. But what I found is that um, 
especially if let's say you're a repository and it doesn't need to be fancy. Let's say it's in a spreadsheet that can be accessed by anyone in the organization. The key here is to send out that repository in reminders as much as possible. I send out that repository with test updates every single week for my clients so that they can see, hey, this is where all this is where all the results live. Um, and I can access them at any point. Otherwise, they'll forget. Um, and it looks like a roadmap that already pushes innovative ideas forward. So when that executive comes down and says, hey, we need to be innovative, um, how are we doing this? Then um, we can, I'm sorry, um, we can um, make sure that that executive knows exactly what is um, going on and that we have an innovative plan going forward. Um, and there's a, just a deep organizational understanding of that core customer. The second thing that helps innovation is conducting upfront user research. And so this requires pretest data for innovative ideas. And pretest data can come in the form of surveys, focus groups, user testing, and just observation. I've done user testing in a way that, you know, I'll even take a few people I know from that target market and um, I will observe them, ask them questions. And of course, we sometimes find that this step can be skipped because it's not statistically valid. Um, however, User research is really used to try out ideas before committing time and money to a big project. Asking questions that will help you uncover insights into ways that make that new product better. And then helping your optimization analyst know what to look for once the innovation is live. Um, so don't skip this step. I can't iterate this enough as your first step. The testing is really what's going to help you validate those ideas, but you can really learn a lot from your user ahead of, um, ahead of the actual test through user research. So I'm gonna talk now about how an insurance site used user research to lower innovation risk. If you know anything about the insurance industry, you know that there is a very short window where um, most customers are able to change their insurance plans, and that's called open enrollment. Um, so we're constantly in this industry working toward a yearly deadline. So the majority of revenue comes from this one month window at the end of the year. And it's difficult to test due to low traffic throughout the year in preparation for that, that last month of, or the later month in the year. So we have these three quarters where we don't have a lot of uh, test traffic to access. And then the team wants to, wanted to be innovative, but they felt bottlenecked by this short time brain and inability to pivot quickly. So the team knew it was even more important to get things right because you can't pivot quickly in that one month. You're spending the entire year prepping for that month and you don't have a lot of options to say, oh, this is how our test traffic is responding and this is how we need to change during this time period. 
So instead, they use the first half of the year to analyze and use user research to define their test ideas for the end of the year. This is what the calendar looks like. In January, they would review the results from the year before. And then in February Mar and March, they dedicated their time to user research. And then in April, they developed concepts. And then in May, they tested those concepts to see how, the, how their core customer was responding to them. So that by the time we got to June, dev work began and we felt really confident about the, uh, the optimizations that we were launching. And so this created a consistent conversion rate increase year over year because we were using the data from the year previously, developing our insights, and then really leading on user research to help us drive the process for new innovations. And so it was a really exciting outcome um, for that team to be able to say, hey, every year, we don't even have a lot of test traffic to, to actually A, B tests throughout the beginning of the year. But by the time we launch these tests, we have a higher rate of getting, getting our optimizations right because we've done so much user research up front. And finally, the third way that we can help bridge that gap between innovation and CRO is to break new innovations into several tests. Sometimes it's possible to test into an innovation. And I think sometimes that we forget this. So in order to find out if there's a way to take a really big project and break it into several small projects is to ask these questions. Are there any pieces of this innovation that don't need to be tested? Are there any functional changes that can be tested on their own? Are there any pieces of the innovation that are particularly risky? And can those pieces be tested on their own? And then can a multivariate test be used to lower risk? How an e-commerce, how this is how an e-commerce team tested into an innovative experience. So this e-commerce team wanted to redesign an outdated product page. And this is something that I had, um, this is a particular client of mine. And you'll notice that I'm not giving the exact innovation um, away here. You'll see that <laughs> in the next slide that I'm using kind of a hidden example. But um, many of my clients have tried to redesign product detail pages here. Um, and what typically happens is the client will come or the um, the innovation team or the UX team will say, hey, we have an outdated page. We want to update this page and make it better. And then they have all these different changes they want to implement. Um, so the product team was responsible for creating this new product detail page, but the CRO team then found it as a high risk change that would be difficult to test. And I see this, like I said, all the time. So the best pants is not the actual product detail page that we were testing, but this is an example of what I see often. Um, so we have this outdated product detail page and the UX team says, hey, I think we can make it better. So they add new image functionality. They add an pay so that users can pay in four increments. They added icons to the buy grid 
and a sticky add to cart button. All of those items could be really great for the business, but they also have some risk to them. Um, maybe the new image functionality isn't as intuitive for the user. Maybe adding Afterpay actually distracts the user from making a purchase. Maybe the icons on the buy grid aren't as uh, explanatory as just the wording. And maybe that sticky add to cart button, button gets in the way to someone's buying experience. So in order to test this efficiently, we broke each of those items up into their own two-week test. Um, we lowered the confidence threshold to 80%, and we were comfortable using directional test results, knowing that eventually we would test this whole new feature on its own. So what this allowed us to do was use A-B testing in a way that kind of broke the rules in order to get an understanding of how the user would respond to a test prior to launching that statistically significant product detail page redesign. So um, in this case, what tends to happen is you'll find that one or two of those new features actually do hurt conversion. And it allows the team to quickly pivot, go back to the drawing board, and then redesign that page so that once the full page is tested, it sees a conversion rate increase. And that's why it is the most important part of this strategy is to eventually test the full page on its own. So we've covered three strategies here that will help you balance innovation and optimization. The three are committing to a testing roadmap, conducting upfront user research, and breaking new innovations into several tests. And following these three strategies will allow the CRO and UX teams to develop innovative strategies based on customer data and insights. So where instead of responding to our, our C-suite um, when they ask for innovation, we already have data-driven innovations uh, roadmapped and ready to go. We're launching innovative ideas that are user-tested so that the team will have confidence in the idea before it goes live. That's so important. And I gave that example of the insurance company that had a roadmap every single year that led them to the end of the year. Maybe that's not how your company functions. And maybe there just needs to be a smaller window of your user research where you can conduct that user research prior to the test so that you feel really confident about that test idea before it goes live. And finally, building a test roadmap that allows the team to break the innovation down into several small tests. That was the PDP e-commerce example, where instead of launching a risky big change on a page that changes functionality, design, and a slew of other changes, you're breaking those ideas into three or four tests, running quick tests on their own before you launch the brand new feature altogether. Thank you, Sam, for these wonderful insights on balancing innovation with optimization. And thank you folks for sticking with us throughout this episode. Now it's your turn to take action, implement these game-changing strategies and let us know what impact it had on your business. Also, share this episode with anyone who could benefit from these insights and don't forget to check out the other fascinating conversations that we've had with industry experts. Before you go, make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss a single episode of VWO Podcast. 
That's a wrap from our side. Until next time, goodbye, take care, and always be testing.